0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Great teams and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Directly across of me is Mr. Joe Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer. We have guests lined up. We got one standing by now. Tomorrow we'll have Bob Garrett on the newsline. He's bringing in a wide range of guests throughout his uh, uh, 35 minutes of presentation, talking about jobs here, the growth areas where folks can get a job, sort of the state of the local economy, and uh, trying to get an accurate picture how it's been tough for some businesses to get through this. So uh, that's kind of the lineup uh, coming up. But we have an open phones day during the 9 a.m. hour today. We'll have open phones tomorrow during the 9 a.m. hour. And uh, we would just invite for you to call in, participate and uh, be on the show at that time. On the mark sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565 after we get our good guest uh, on the air here. We'll open up the phones you can email us at on the market WKOK.com, or text us at 70236 we do have on the news line now dr jason bendel's uh, back on the line uh, we talked to him uh, just a few months ago it seems like on his first day on the job good morning dr bendel thanks for checking in today Yes. good morning doctor
2: Morning, Mark. Joe, thanks for having me on.
1: Superintendent, Shikolami School District. We want to make sure that's clear. Uh, what are the options? What has Shikolami decided in terms of a graduation ceremony for students?
3: Well,
2: we, we're exploring all kinds of options at this point. We have not made a decision. Uh, we don't feel that a decision needs to be made at this point. Uh, but we're going to start talking about our our different options we're looking at a virtual option we're looking at can we postpone it into later in june or even july uh we really feel for the the graduating class of 2020 and we want to make sure that we uh Put all efforts into making sure that we do something for these kids, but we got to make sure that we do it so kids are safe and our community is safe.
1: Can you give us a glimpse of how the online learning is going at the, the grade levels, the various grade levels, and with uh, teachers working with students now?
2: Yes, yeah. uh, you know, March 12th feels like a year ago, but looking back that's when we uh, had an early dismissal because of a potential exposure, which thank goodness uh, it ended up not Uh, There was no positive test, but Shikalimi was preparing for weeks for a potential shutdown. Uh, On March 12th, when we dismissed early, we sent two weeks' worth of schoolwork home with our kids. Uh, We had uh, some teachers actually practicing online formats even prior to the shutdown with our students. I'll use the example of Katie Wolfgang, who is our eighth grade uh, honors biology teacher. Uh, She was practicing weeks before this in her classroom, and the very next day, kids were up and running, and there was class being held in our Honest Biology. So uh, I'm really proud of how Shiklimi has handled this difficult situation, and I I thank the community uh, for continuing to have kids engaged academically. I think it's important. I don't want the community to look at this as school's over for the year. We still have to have kids academically engaged. It's going very well.
4: The President has talked about reopening the schools, even if for a short time, and some of the governors have brought up the same issue. Uh, If that were to happen, how would you feel about it, and is it possible to do?
2: So, uh, you know, I think that we will follow the guidelines of the CDC, we'll follow what our governor has ordered. Um, you know we we want to get kids back as soon as possible but we want to do it when it's safe to return so uh, when our government decides when that time is um, you know we'll we'll move forward.
4: What's the condition of your buildings right now? Have you taken this time to clean them and you know make sure they're sanitized? or?
2: Yeah we're we're still in the process we're doing deep cleans we're almost doing like a summer clean so we're in the process of doing that and we'll continue to do that Um, you know it's we're getting a lot of work done in in this unfortunate situation, but um, you know we're doing it so that we're ready to go whenever that time comes.
1: Describe an online classroom day. You know the length of it, what kind of work is taking place, and sort of keep in mind that I'm a curmudgeonly taxpayer and I want teachers to earn their pay, and of course I want students to learn as much as humanly possible in that day. So give us tell us how that's happening.
2: Yeah, I think, Mark, I want to start with just saying, like, no school across our state was prepared for this. I mean, this is new and different for all of us. So I think that the perception is, hey, what's really going on in that online environment? And I want to be clear, um, we're doing online classes for our 6th through 12th grade uh, uh, students. Uh, and what that looks like is we use Google Meet. There's uh, teachers can go in, they can give uh, planned instruction, can give uh, lessons. Uh, we have office hours for kids to get with teachers and email teachers with questions, or parents uh, can do the same. Um, our fifth through uh, K through five, we're distributing packets. Now, those teachers are still providing online time so for kids to get in and check in and try to see uh you know if they need any help or really just to check on the well-being of kids uh but this is different for all of us so uh it's been difficult but i'm really proud of how our teachers have done and i'm i'm proud of how the community has just kind of rallied behind us and and uh, you know i have two kids at home my wife uh, has been very clear that she hopes they have a different teacher next year uh meaning her so i think <laughs> it's been difficult uh for for everybody but i think we're in this together i mean nobody was Was uh, in a thousand years what I thought we were going to be in the situation that we're in. So I think it's a a community and a team effort to do what's best for kids.
4: Well, I asked you earlier about what would happen if the president or the governor decided to open up the schools now. But let's take the flip side of that coin. What happens if they don't open up in September or August? How are you? How will you handle that?
2: I, I think that you know we're we're talking about worst case scenario and what what that looks like. Um, I think we will continue to provide kids opportunities to learn and we will probably get better at this if this would continue. I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping that kids can return, but I'll say even if we do return, I think, and I use the example of Katie Wolfgang and practicing in class, I think we're gonna take an approach when kids do return that we're going to kind of practice uh, this online learning so that if this ever happens again or we have a second resurgence, uh, we're ready to go and we're prepared. And this will maybe be a, a smoother transition for both kids and the community and teachers, but I'm I'm sure hoping that uh, we're back to normal and that the, the world can turn return to some time of normalcy for the start of next school year.
4: Will it be normal or will there be a new normal? Will you be requiring social distancing, mask wearing, things like that if the schools start up again? Well,
2: I think, that, I think we, Joe, I think we have to see where we're at. I mean, we're going to do uh, what needs to be done to protect kids and to make sure staff are safe. Um, you know, I think we have to follow what the CDC, what our governor, um, what our health officials are telling us, and we'll make sure that we're following those guidelines. So I think it's really early to tell, but we are having those discussions.
1: Did you have as many issues with rural internet connectivity that we've seen in some districts?
2: Yeah, I mean me, we, we have some issues. We have some issues with kids not having Internet or families not having Internet for whatever reason. And we also have issues for uh, some of our areas having unreliable Internet. Uh, we've looked at hotspots. We applied for the equities grant um, for 300 hotspots. Um, we, we did not receive that grant. But I think, boy, it, it, the state government, if they could do something to help us out and get hotspots to these families, um that would be be greatly appreciated and i think best for
1: kids so you have resolved all of these issues temporarily or what are the no okay tell me about the solutions we have
2: not um there are families there are kids that don't have internet access and for some of those kids uh are that some of those kids may be going to places that uh you know the community has advertised as free hot spots we put a map on our our website where they can sit in cars and and get access through our our building. Uh, But also for any family that doesn't have Internet access, we provided packets. So every two weeks, every single one of our buildings is distributing packets. So regardless of Internet or not, we're still getting work to the families uh, that that don't have Internet or don't have reliable Internet
1: every two weeks.
4: I know one of the things you've got to be concerned about with is the financial health of the district. What kind of an impact is is all this going to have on Shikalemi's finances?
2: Well let's talk about the budget a little bit. Um, back in January we we uh, publicly presented our preliminary budget which had a 2.7 million dollar deficit for 20, uh, 20, 2021. Uh, April we gave the second look which we had at a, a 2.16 million dollar deficit this COVID-19 situation has complicated school finance even further. Uh, the state is now saying that that April look had a uh, 1.76% increase from the governor's budget, which amounted to approximately $300,000 for uh built into that. Since then, the, the state has been very clear that schools are not going to get any type of increase. They're going to be flat funded or worse, uh, decreased. Um, so, our, our current deficit is, is $2.5 million going into next year. Um, you know, this shutdown complicates things either, even further with earned income tax collections. What's that going to look like? Uh, before I came on the air, I heard, you know, uh, a, a news report with how many Americans are, are without work. Um, and that will definitely take an impact on, on our collections. So, we easily could be $3 million to $3.5 million in the whole. Um, realistically, with those numbers that I'm talking about, um, Shikolini can make it two to three years. So major, uh, uh, decisions have to happen, uh, as far as, uh, our finances. Um, and I, I know you're aware of it, but we, uh, back in October had hired EI associates to come in and look at our, our facilities to look at our buildings and look for cost saving measures that was presented in April. So, um there is uh, a potential for restructuring of our elementary schools and the board was provided three options and i'm happy to go over those with you if i want if you want uh but that that plan that restructuring plan although it saves 1.5 million does nothing uh for the 2021 budget that impacts the 21-22 budget but we do have a plan to really uh, address the financial uh, situation. It's a long-term plan. It's going to take us um, uh, a few years to, to work through it, but we do have a plan to address that.
4: Have there been any savings as the result of this? For example, transportation costs have to have gone down and you're not feeding students. Are there, are there any, any economies in the, that have risen from this?
2: So I think the perception uh, with some uh, of our state legislators and, and other Uh, community members out there is that schools are saving money. Act 13 required all school districts to pay pay all employees to keep up with all contracts. So we're not saving money. I mean, we can sit here and say, hey, the the lights aren't on. There's some savings there. Um, You know, we are still feeding kids. Are we feeding as many? But remember that we are on uh, all kids in our district get free lunch. Um, So we actually are actually losing on lunch because nobody's purchasing a la carte uh but we're still feeding kids so uh the shutdown has not positively impacted school districts i know that perceptions out there uh but we're still paying employees because of act 13 we're still honoring contracts um so there there hasn't been a whole lot of savings uh through the shutdown but you know i'm Let's get over the shutdown and get people back to work in America, and let's get people, uh, you know, kids back next school year. And and like you said, hopefully we can return to some type of normalcy.
1: Have you heard of any idea of uh, federal help? The federal government's been trying to not bail out but give assistance to hospitals and, uh, you know, places where it's needed. Have you heard of any educational help?
4: Uh,
2: they talk, there's talk of a stimulus package, uh, similar to like back in the Rendell years. But what I've heard, and I haven't seen anything voted on or any guarantee of this, is that that, that funding, uh, is going to be half of what it was back in the Rendell years. And then also, um, that there'd be, uh, quite a few strings attached of how that money, who would qualify for that money and really, uh, address, um, increases based on the COVID-19 shutdown. So to answer your question, I'm hopeful, uh, but I, I haven't seen anything guaranteed or anything voted on at this point.
4: How about measuring the progress of the kids? I mean, the testing, this all came about uh, right at the time the testing was about to start. How will you handle moving kids to the next grade or deciding whether they repeat or won't you make any kind of decision on that at this point?
2: Well, the, the, govern, the government's been very clear that they don't want to see kids retained because of this. Um, so we're going to work through that with our families, with our kids. Uh, there's, there's no um, – we are going to absolutely have to open next school year and do some type of um, – pick up where we left off, some type of review. I'm hopeful that families are continuing to engage kids, but we are also realistic that we're going to have to – Pick up where we've left off. We've actually, um, I I don't know if you know what I mean by consumable workbooks, but we actually have kept those uh, at our primary school level so that kindergarten can actually give those consumable workbooks to the first grade teacher so that we can pick up where those kids left off. But that's going to be a challenge. I mean, we only have so many days, we only have so many hours. But we're going to do what's best, and we're going to we're going to work through it with kids and families.
4: Well, there's some talk, I think, in Texas of extending the school year. Maybe it was California into uh, midsummer. You don't see that happening here, do you?
2: I think that's a state decision, and we'll we'll support whatever our our government decides. Um, you know, in the state of Pennsylvania, you can't go beyond June 30th currently. So uh, that's a state decision.
1: What about avoiding the summer slide? If you didn't have quite as much learning in the spring, the summer slide would seem like it'd be worse. Uh, what's what's your thought about that?
5: Explain what you
2: mean, Mark?
1: When kids lose a lot of their knowledge over the summer.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's not going to be really any different uh, than it was last year. Again, we're hoping kids are, are staying academically engaged, but we're realistic too, and like I said, we're going to have to pick up uh, kind of and do a, do a review next year where we would have kids lost 60 days of school if it goes to the end of the school year. Uh, that's significant time. Uh, that's significant time to uh, try to make up, but we're going to do our best and we're going to do what's best for kids and, and we're going to get through this. I mean this is no different for Shikalimi than it is every other school in this, in this country.
1: Alright, we have two, two final questions, so to speak. Uh, one is that uh, how are you conducting school board meetings?
2: So we're doing them virtually, currently, and that information is on, we're doing it through Zoom. Uh, that information is on our website, that's been uh, going very well. We conducted our April uh, meeting virtually. We have plans to conduct our uh, May meeting virtually, but we're we're also ready to get back and, and uh, be able to do them uh, in the normal settings, but it's worked very well, so that information is on our website.
1: And May, oh, you, do you have the May date handy by chance?
2: Uh, our work session May 7th. Our voting meeting is that Thursday, which, the following Thursday, which I think is
1: the 14th, but double-check that. The 14th, okay.
4: Just, just curious, Jason, you're uh, feeling a lot older these days, I would suspect, with all these new problems.
1: Well, <laughs> as a
2: superintendent, <laughs> you're always dealing with problems, so it's just one more problem. But, I, again, I think our district, I'm extremely proud of how our teachers have handled this. I'm extremely proud of how our kids have handled this um you know we we have really uh, come together as a community um and, and dealt with this as, as together not as uh this is one person or one, or teachers or administrators problems Uh, We've dealt with this
1: as a family. One of our good listeners sends a note says, for a student who doesn't have internet connectivity, would it be possible to set up one classroom, one student in the school during the school day with someone there to monitor uh, whatever number of students need to be in a classroom by themselves so they can enjoy the school's Wi-Fi?
2: Yeah, I think, I think that's hard because I don't think it's uh, one kid, one classroom, one teacher. I think the whole Internet issue affects 25 uh, to 30 percent of our kids. Um, so I don't think that with those numbers, we wouldn't be able to follow the CDC guidelines of having 8 to 10 kids or 8 to 10 people separate. And we want to keep everybody safe. We, we don't want to bring kids together or, or people together until we're allowed to do that.
1: Okay, so that uh, there's just too many of them to, for that to be a, a, a sort of a practical solution. Okay.
2: Yep, yep. But, uh, but for that parent, uh, make sure they understand that, you know, we're picking up packets every two weeks of instruction. Teachers are available throughout the uh, day. You can email them. You can get on the, uh, the office hours. There's ways to, to get uh, assistance, so we want to make sure we're doing that.
1: Okay. Yes. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Yes. Keep in touch. You've you got an open mic here. Anytime to talk about your important topics, yeah. uh, we'll be back in contact in the months ahead. Thank you, sir.
2: Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Joe. Take Take
1: care. care. I appreciate that. Dr. Jason Bendel, superintendent at School District. Boy, it's a whole new world. Sure is. And they're trying to deal with it. So uh, May 7th and 14th, if you want to watch the school board decision-making process for uh, all of these topics that we talked about, uh, the uh, tax, uh, the school budget deficit. Of course, tax increases were talked about earlier this year before all this happened. And expenses might be down in one area, but they're up in another. So... uh, what is it? One superintendent describes it as a large water balloon. You can push in on one side, but it pokes out on the other. I think side. it's a bowl of Jello. Is, is that what reference? it is? Yes. Okay. All right. We'll take a quickie break. We'll come back. We'll have a short session of open phones. When we return, one of our good listeners tells us something uh, that uh, I did not
4: know. That there's that, a big tree on Route 147 right. south of Roy Adams. Now, does that mean the tree's there or that it's fallen?
1: Uh, it's it's very close to or on the road, and it's south of Hallowing Run Road. I don't know the particular cross street down there. I know you know you're in the general vicinity of Schoolhouse Road down in that area. So, um, but yeah, south of there, it is a blockage. So we we did report uh, a tiny bit on that earlier today, maybe not enough. But thank you. Yeah, appreciate that message. Thanks for that. Yeah, tree down Route 147 south south of Sunbury, uh, Schoolhouse Road is one of the intersections down in that general vicinity. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Welcome back. 1-800-795-9565 if you want to be the caller who helps fill this gap before the top of the hour. CBS News at the top of the hour. Then uh, local news headlines are coming up. Joe, what's on your mind? Are you Well, one of our, our, on on our
4: emailers says yesterday someone asked about third party candidates for the presidency. Howie Hawkins is seeking the Green Party spot. The Green Party has not yet officially nominated him. And there are 21 people running for the Libertarian Party slot. Okay. So. Right, but they don't.
1: Uh, the question was what's on the ballot, and there are none of those are going to be on the ballot.
4: Right, and then uh, Dick says this past weekend, uh, an ER doctor, Laura Breen, committed suicide in New York. Pressures from contracting the virus herself, treating sick and dying patients day after day, dealing with death, most likely ten years of schooling, a life to look forward to, parents, friends, hope for the future. Suddenly, for her own reasons, overwhelmed. The result, suicide. Then we have your caller. We who are. Not not affected here in central Pennsylvania, here in New Berlin. Nothing to see here. One of so many not affected. I worry about our future. And I think he was talking about Dan's call. Okay.
1: Well, we have uh, Senator Yaw, you know, really second-guessing. I mean, only because we asked his opinion. He didn't call in here and say, look, I have this on my chest, i got to tell everybody right? <laughs> how I feel about it. Well, I want to be clear about that. We wrote a news story about it, and one of our li- good listeners pointed out that it. it- amplifies his remarks and opinions broader than he really meant them. Now, of course, he feels the way that he said he did, but it was part of a conversation that the context was on the show when we were talking about proper responses and what should government do, and it's
4: his opinion this is what we could do. Well, one of my friends posted on Facebook this morning a letter written by a number of senators and state representatives to Attorney General Barr asking him to look into Pennsylvania's uh, usurping, if you will, of the civil liberties of people by these impositions the governor has placed on them. Among the signers was Senator Scarnati and Senator Yaw. Well, nice. I didn't see Senator Gordon's signature on that letter, though.
1: Okay, and the, yeah, that's from the Senate side, and I believe a comparable letter is going to
4: emerge from well, the House. Well, no, it was joint, Senate oh, it was, and okay. House, and on the House side it was signed by Representative Rowe, but okay. I did not see Representative Culver's signature on it, or Kurt Mosser's for that
1: well, matter. Well, it, it, it's th- this ultra-conservative alpha male mentality that y- you shall not tread on me you know, you have a virus that they feel is no worse than the flu, which obviously anybody in the medical field or in the actual field would tell you that it is, but they feel strongly about that because they're not significantly affected, you know, minus the changes in their life. I mean, they're not negatively affected by it. And they think that this is an opportunity for you to take their rights away and uh, restrict their movement and force them to wear a mask just to go to the store and
4: and this kind of thing. But it does raise the question, and our country, And, you know, when, when you look back at the fact the United States has, what, one-third of the cases in the world and a, high, a fairly high percentage of deaths, but this is a free country. People have the right to say, I'm not going to participate in what you want me to do. If the government says, do A, and you feel your civil rights are being uh, broken down, you have the right to say, no, I'm not going to participate. If we didn't do that, the civil rights movement would never have taken off. You know, we'd be in a lot worse position in this country. But people said, hey, I'm defying the conventional wisdom. I don't believe in a free country. I have to do this.
1: Well, I think that's true. I know in Pennsylvania, you you know, everybody needs. If if we can impose any regulation on people, we're able to do so. So, uh, you can go outside your house freely and say what you wish, or online, or wherever you want. But you can't do unnecessary travel.
4: Well, I think it, it kind of falls in with what's good for society. For example, not allowing people to rob banks is a good idea. Not allowing them to spread a disease is a good idea too. (laughs) <laughs> we'll see if we can get everybody to comply. It's funny thing is, one
1: wears a mask and the other one doesn't. That's the odd part. Well, both wear a mask now. <laughs> You're listening to WKOK okay, Sunbury.
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Now we got open phones on the mark sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll free line now open. Call us 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at on the market wkok.com as one individual has done, or you can text us as about three people have done. And that's at 70236, the email address on the market wkok.com. In the news, about 155 seniors at the Midwest School District have some options from which to choose, deciding how they want to do graduation. The principal, Thor Edmondson, tells us one option is to, for students to drive up and pick up their diplomas in a drive through activity at the high school May 29th, then go to a ceremony at the West Snyder Elementary School property, stay in their vehicles, and listen on Low Power FM. A second option is to wait until later in the summer, build a stage at West Snyder property. Everybody, again, stays in their vehicles vehicle. Students get their diploma and the Low Power FM is used to broadcast some of the information. Another idea would be to wait until fall and hold a regular celebration. Thor Edmondson says he's not sure what the seniors at Midwest will decide. Dr. Rachel Levine says State Senator Gene Yaws claims that the mandatory non-essential business shutdown and stay-at-home orders were not necessary and that it's no worse than the flu. He says, uh, Senator, entitled to his opinion is perfectly mistaken.
6: COVID-19 is very different than the seasonal influenza that we see every year. This is a global pandemic. There have been over three million cases of COVID-19 in the world. We're approaching a million cases in the United States and there have been well over 50,000 deaths in the United States.
1: You can hear all of Dr. Levine's remarks daily on WKOK in the afternoon as she presents them, or shortly thereafter. And we have all of her remarks posted at WKOK.com. Pennsylvania now has over 2,100 COVID-19-related deaths, which includes six new deaths in Columbia County. In their daily update Wednesday, State Department of Health confirmed 479 new deaths over the past two weeks. Six new deaths were reported in Columbia County, which brings their total up to 14, 283 total cases in Columbia. County, Juniata County, reporting their first death. Statewide, the department confirmed just over 1,100 new cases, with a total of over 44,000 people who've tested positive for COVID-19. After Monday's announcement permitting elective surgeries and procedures to resume at hospitals, Evangelical Community Hospital came out with their scheme, and they're going to start a phased reopening next (coughs) week. You can check all of the information out at their website or call the hospital at 522-2000. Evangelical says surgeries and Procedures at their ambulatory surgical center will start Monday, May 11th, and then some other procedures at other various places will continue from there. Some places won't open in a timely fashion, so there that information is available. Chris Boyatzis, professor of psychology at Bucknell University, uh, says that uh, he had the ailment and was very sick for a long time, including one time when he could barely breathe. But he says uh, the greatest frustration is one Watching people without masks protesting
7: and I understand some people are really suffering right now but protesting in groups especially without masks is just perpetuating this virus that's something I really realized I went to Weiss it finally hit me that mask wasn't for me that mask was to protect everybody else
1: Wiatzis is 61, struggled with the disease for several weeks, but is back to online teaching at Bucknell University. COVID-19 pandemic wiped out another popular festival over the summer. Sealands Grove Brew Fest, which had tickets being sold, has been canceled. Also, Sunbury, Sunbury Celebration has been canceled. Pine Nutter Days has been canceled. We told you about that. And finally, from CBS News, Joe, this will affect you since you like to go really uh, I'm fast. I'm listening. Highways and byways are a lot quieter these days due to people working from home or not working at all, but that doesn't mean they're any safer. In fact, according to the latest statistics, several states uh, are recording increases in traffic fatality rates. Officials blame speed the lure of the open road as more drivers putting the pedal to the metal so when there is an accident, it's more likely to be fatal. The biggest speed increases have occurred in the nation's freeway capital, Los Angeles, where the average speed during the evening rush hour has risen from 39 to 61 miles per hour. Wow, that's a big difference. That is a big difference. Well, and one of the local officers said the same thing. They see cars uh, going as fast as can be, like on a front street in Sunbury, whereas in the past people probably held fairly close to 35, but in the middle of the day you see you're the only vehicle there. They open it up and, you know, they feel free to go much faster.
4: (laughs) All right. All right, there you have it. Pedal to the metal. How you doing, brother? I'm hanging in there, and you, sir. Okay. So, did you hear the latest? You remember everybody was so aghast and horrified when President Trump started pro- uh, promoting, uh, what I, I never remember the name of that, something chloroquine? Oh, no, hydrochloroquine. hydrochloroquine. okay. And then there was the story of this couple that the husband died and the wife was poisoned because they drank a fish tank cleaner that had some of the components in it. And everybody was saying, the president's killing people no, with yeah. it. Okay. Now it turns out they're investigating the wife for possibly murdering her husband using this drug where she gave him a fatal dose and her allegedly, or at least they're looking at this, a milder dose. And so she was revived and he died. There, The story I saw this morning in, uh, on Penn Live, said that uh, there had been other incidents where she had thrown something like a birdcage at him and some other things. Hmm. So now they're thinking that maybe, you know, this was nothing other than an attempt to cover up a murder. Now, there's no f- definitive word yet, but that's what they're looking at now. Well, that's a strange case. It is a strange <laughs> case. But, you know, everybody so quick. What that have quick, to do with the president? Well, because anything? the president was promoting the drug, and, of course, these people supposedly took it uh, ironically this guy was a mechanical engineer you know no idiot and mm-hmm. no, no nobody that with that kind of an education is going to say oh well let's drink some fish tank cleaner and see if it makes us better <laughs> you know only what I, I can't imagine any rational human being doing that so the implication was that the president by saying that this drug might help had led a feeble-minded person to do something uh, very dangerous supposedly right.
1: intelligent engineer but uh, okay so <laughs> I don't even know where to begin well the president is concerned i guess he got some inside polling numbers you and i don't get to look at them that show that his ratings uh, either approval ratings or if the election were today kind of thing aren't doing very well so ap says he had a meltdown when he heard the numbers and was pretty disappointed to hear that i believe he thought that the the news conferences would help him well they didn't well (laughs) you know i hate to say it and I, it's not because I don't agree with all of his
4: decisions. I don't think a two-hour news conference can help anybody. No, I agree it's, with it's you. It's just too prolonged. And, you, the, know. you know, as one of the, one pundit said the other day, the reporters run out of good questions after about a half an hour. <laughs> you know, so then they start throwing everything they can think of against the wall just to fill up the time. If the president had been smart, he would have come out, introduced it, said, you know, I'm very proud of these people. They're making progress. I'm going to let them update you on what's going on. And, you know, if I have any brief questions afterwards for me, I will answer them, and then turn it over to them and let them give their reports. Well, he'd do well to heed what a a rule you have
1: always talked about. You got to know what you don't know, right? And don't go up to the news conference and talk about things that you don't know. You know, you or
4: speculate about things that you haven't. You know, that's no place to throw stuff against the wall to see if it sticks. Any sentence that starts out with the words "I think." Yeah.
1: Or, uh, I believe, should be barred. The whole sentence should be barred, not just that phrase. Yeah, you got to know what you don't know. But, well, you know,
4: ultraviolet uh, light, which was one of the other things he touted, that's been used to, you know, disinfect things for a long time. What he was talking about wasn't really weird. It was just, you know... Speculative, mm-hmm. and it really didn't belong in a briefing about what the virus is and what it's doing now and how people are being affected today. If it's something, if he felt that way, I mean, the time would be call Fauci into his office and say, "Hey, uh, Tony, what do you think about this?" Or Dr. Burks, one of them, calling them, calling them in. And of course, then they made a big thing about saying that uh, they never heard him call Dr. Burks Doctor, always by our first name, which isn't well, true. Well, he fixed so. that
1: now he, now. he only uses the regular <laughs> Dr. Burks.
4: That's what he used most of the time, anyway. So, oh,
1: well, did he? Is that what Fox <laughs> told you? Is that what you heard uh, in the so funnels? That's what
4: my funnel, my <laughs> my ear trumpet gave it. Gave me the latest information. Um, but you know, this this is this is a difficult time, as I've said before. I think it's a no win situation for the governor, a no win situation for the president. I'll be interested to see if the attorney general starts investigating uh, the governor of Pennsylvania to see whether or not he's usurped people's civil rights. I doubt that that will go very far, since the president himself has said that the states have to make those determinations. Well, and plus you can verifiably you know y- it would be
1: easy for the governor or the secretary of health to have people testify about stay at home or uh, that stay at home works uh, as a health protectant you know you can talk about places where there were big breakouts we did a lockdown and then it stopped you know and around here the stay at home prevented us from ever having any big numbers which was super you know that i mean that's the upside of course the downside is boy, all the
4: poor businesses the loss of revenue some big Businesses to go out. That's that's all bad news. So what if what if Texas doesn't have any major problems? You know, what if they're able to open up again with their reopening? Right, with their reopening, like or Georgia. In three
1: weeks from now, they have no and significant George, additional Georgia, cases. And Georgia, you
4: know, will people say, "Oh, gee, we were wrong." You know, I guess this can be done safely. I still think that we didn't spend enough time trying to figure out how to do what we want to do safely. And, and it was a lot easier to just say, everybody stay home.
1: Well, and I think, uh, you know, this is Lawrence's worthless theory. If we had, uh, like, did you ever play that game where you freeze in place, like freeze tag, you know, where you're running for a short time and then you stop exactly where you are and you can't move anymore? If absolutely well, positive. play some
4: weird games, buddy. <laughs> right. If
1: absolutely everybody had frozen in place three weeks ago, the virus would just die. All right, because it can't live on surfaces. It could live in a person, but by now they'd be over it.
4: Well, so with the people, three weeks of standing in one place with no food.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> to stay at home for three weeks, if you if you work at a nursing home, you'd have to stay there. If you are in a nursing home, you'd have to stay there. If you're in the hospital, you got to stay there. Unless you do the instant test and can find that you don't have it, then you could be safely, you know, change location. But I, it wouldn't work. I mean, we can't freeze a whole town. Of, no, you, you know, can't. People would run out of groceries and things at their homes. But I'm just saying uh, that. That's a that's a draconian solution. That's too far, and of course you have some countries or some places where they don't have stay-at-home. You know they're they're hiding their elderly or frail or immunocompromised and hiding well people. The elderly. Well, that's... yeah, you have them all locked <laughs> down, and then for you and I, we get to move about.
4: We get to move about the country. What if you didn't want to uh, adhere to the guidelines? What if at you all? didn't want to go? You know, I I've seen some stories about people who caused a disturbance by going into Grocery stores and not wearing masks. As a matter of fact, one guy was arrested for uh, disturbing disturbing the peace or whatever. What's that? Disorderly conduct. conduct. Because the store manager asked him to leave several times, and he wouldn't leave. He kept shopping. Then at the end, he started cursing and swearing at people, and finally left, and the cops got him. But, you know, let's say you didn't want to wear the mask, and you were willing to accept the consequences. Should you be allowed to do that? I mean, there's no way to stop you. It is your right to walk down a street. Nothing, the the government tells you you can't, uh, you can even carry a gun if it's in uh, open, uh, you know, you can see it visibly in plain sight, so how can they tell you you can't walk down a street without a mask?
1: I think that you're, you know, I, I think that would be, uh, you could fight that and, and probably win, you know, just based on your personal freedoms. Uh, unfortunately for you, when you needed to go to the store, you'd have to search to find a store that none of the big chains will let you in without a mask. Like why well, is I mean, giant the governor's
4: order is that you can't go in without? Right, but you could
1: find. A smaller market that might let you in, or a farm market, or, uh, you know, maybe... Something outdoor, s- out, an out outdoor in the, produce out, stand? Out in the sticks, you know, like, uh, I'm going to use this as an example. I know they're wearing masks all over the place up at Lewisburg Farm Market, or they did yesterday. But the fact is that you, uh, you could find some place where you could shop. You could probably shop in a downtown farm market, like in Sunbury or Sealands Grove, you know, without a mask, and people would serve you. But most stores wouldn't be allowed to let you in. So and they wouldn't. They probably wouldn't want to. They'd probably just say, "Well, you know, I can get in trouble if I let you in. You know, we'll have to forego the revenue from your purchase." So but. you
4: put me in the position of either having to conform or not eat.
1: Well, you have to. You just have to f- search far and wide. You know, you can use mail and food places too. But if you don't have a credit card, a lot of people don't do many things online or any things online. So you couldn't use like Wises. Um, i from this Wises go. To thing, I forget what it's called, Go a to or to shop or Live go to. I forget the name of it.
4: Well, or and there's another service that actually does the shopping for you. Shipped, that sh- yes. Is that it?
1: Yeah, Wises uses them also. They both require you to do some of the work online.
4: Right, they do. And I, I know some people have used that, and the, the company will call them if they can't find exactly what they specified and yep. see if they'll accept something else. But then you have the delivery charge, and then you have a tip on top of that. And if you get a, like a $200 grocery order, what is the price? proper tip. Is it 10 percent, 20 percent, 15 percent?
1: You've used somebody's time the same way you would a waitress or, or a wait person but at a bar. But presumably they're being
4: paid for that time.
1: Right. They're on the clock at their location. Like at Wise's, their their go-to online. I'm, I'm ashamed I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, that's still operating. So if you go to Wise's, you see store Employees going up and down the aisles with a cart—that's what they're doing. Right. They're, you know, they're buying for somebody, and of course, like you say, they'll call the person and say, "Well, they don't have uh, chicken soup. Do you want beef noodle or whatever?" So. Uh, yeah, it's a brave new world. We'll take your opinions on all these topics. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. Joe asked an interesting question. Could you survive if you refused to wear a mask at all whatsoever? Even when Billy Allred went down to the governor's, he wore a mask as the governor approached and the police officers were there. 1-800-795-9565. 9565 uh, who were, were treading on thin ice freedom-wise here if, if, the, if you absolutely positively have to wear a mask to get anything. So uh, we'll talk about that one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five one call waiting, one coming in. We'll take more comers.
3: Thank you.
1: Welcome back w to the KOK Live telephone talk show on the mark 1800 7959565. I got to say some words here real fast, so just take a second. Please do visit sunberrymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai and pre-owned inventory. Everything is online. Select your perfect vehicle and purchase online right there from your home. You can do almost everything except start the vehicle and drive it away from home, but uh, you can get you can send them pictures of your trade-in if that's what you're going to do. Of course, they'll communicate with your bank electronically to make sure that uh, you're uh, good to go and that uh, the uh, reasonable amount of money that it's going to take can transfer satisfactorily. You can sign the papers online. They can do that. they got the online notary service, thanks to our state legislature. So, sunburymotors.com, it just can't be any easier. And this is going to be the way that you're going to see a lot of vehicles purchased in the future, because a lot of people are saying, oh my gosh, that was so easy. I cannot wait to buy a vehicle again online because it's it's just uh, so easy. So please go to SunburyMotors.com. They are our sponsor of the On the Mark show. All right, Bobby's been waiting. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
5: Yes. Um, um, good morning, everyone. You know, as as I've gone around to take care of uh, necessary things, of course, I've I've seen you know different places with with you know mask of, of requirements and. Uh, um, there are different types of masks, too, that can be worn. And then when you go to sheets and that, they have, like, face coverings. So, I mean, some of the businesses are are, are kind of, you know, are going with everything. But, uh, you know, some businesses, uh, uh, I'm going to say, deal with a lot of transient traffic, as we do here in the Susquehanna Valley. And that, so it's not just a one-size-fits-all, but I think it's a good, uh, <laughs> yeah. And also, like, uh, if, if if the mask, like, if you have, uh, if, if if you're wearing glasses or something like that, uh, those glasses might fog up. So you have to be careful how you wear it. And also, yeah.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah, my glasses fog up all the time. So it's a dilemma. All right. Thank you so much, Bobby. Good point. Thanks for checking in, Stan. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
8: Good morning. Good morning. Uh, let's see. Shift. Yeah, my, my, my son does shift. He's been doing it probably for a year now. Uh, as far as tips, there's an online, there's a spot on the app for the, them to apply a tip where they can give them cash when they show up to the door. Now, he's been telling me that things are, you know, things can be interesting right now because of the way the groceries are stocked in the stores. But uh, as far as the customers, if, you know, they want something specific when on their order, if he can't find it, what he does is text that, Customer and they're supposed to get back to them and say whether okay buy something else or just forget it, something along those lines is how that that whole system works. But and they, they only all, everything's paid online.
4: They only shop at one store. They don't go around looking for what you ordered at five or six different R- locations. Right,
8: Wises. Okay. Well, yeah, be- Wises because he, he has a some sort of card like almost like a credit card that uh, that that uh, that customer's order is applied to. So when he goes into the store, that's what he uses to pay for the items. Oh, Okay. And well, then uh, if you know, if they don't have what the guy want, the person wants, well, then they either don't get it or they substitute. And if it's not available at all, well, then they just don't get it. But he contacts them throughout the store if he has problems finding what they're looking for. And evidently, from what he's told me, they can go online and basically they go to Wise's uh, website and they can uh, pick what items they want you know brand name they go brand name whether it's generic brand name or whatever they're specific about what they want and he has to go find it
4: I haven't I haven't done that do you walk up and down virtual aisles the way they are laid out in the store or do you just pick a category and search down that category
8: well, that that I don't know I mean that's that's that, that I don't know because I, I haven't get on it because frankly I figure I can go grocery shopping myself. I don't need somebody else to do it for me. But, I mean, the other thing is the cost wise. I know he's he's making good money because that's all he's doing right now. He gave up on the Uber and the and the Lyft service until this kind of goes away because he doesn't know who's getting in and out of his car because he's been he's done both of those for the past two years, two or three years. So, and that's what he does. And, uh, and as far as shipped, now I'm not sure how this company can make money because. If a customer orders a delivery for 4 o'clock in the afternoon and at 3.30 nobody, you know, because there's more than one person doing shipped in the area. If nobody's picked up that order, then shipped will put a premium on that order where they'll give the driver, you know, $10, 15 $20 more to, to do that order shopping.
1: Okay. And, that, <laughs> and
8: as far as I know, that comes from shipped That doesn't come from the customer because it's not the customer's fault. So hmm. I'm not sure how long they can stay in business doing something like that, but that's the way the system works.
0: Well,
4: it's like the food delivery services. I, I would think that would be a tough way to make a buck too. You know, right? You to, yeah, you mean like
8: Uber Eats and all that.
4: Well, yeah. And then what's the other one? Uh, DoorDash, I think it is. Grubhub, yeah, yeah Grubhub, Grubhub and, Hub, and
8: yeah. stuff like that. I, I don't know. And it, and he's done some of the. Well, he's done the Uber Eats things too because that's all part tied in with the Uber system. But uh, yeah. But he hasn't done any of that lately the way he sounds. So, oh. but yeah, the system the system works. It just you know I guess it can be tedious. But there's a lot of people doing it around here, you know. And as far as tips, he's had some really doozies for tips. <laughs> okay. The, the doctors really the doctors are great tippers.
4: <laughs> I always say, you ask me for a tip, I say buy low, sell high. <laughs> well, he
8: well I, I tell you a story about one. One time he's up on the hill here in Danville, one of the doctors ordered nine cases of seltzer water. And when he delivered it, it was last year, the doc the guy goes, Well, geez, I couldn't find any place to put a tip on on the app, so he said he just gave me some money and gave gave me a lot of bills. It was sixty bucks for nine cases of seltzer water. And then evidently he found the tip area because he put another twenty or thirty on top of that. So he got like ninety bucks a dip.
4: Well that's a very expensive <laughs> seltzer water.
8: <laughs> that's what I was thinking at the time. Evidently it was gonna be a heck of a party.
4: Yeah, it must have been. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks. I so appreciate you giving us some information on that. Thank you, Stan. Nice. Appreciate it. Thanks, sir. Appreciate Bye. that. One
1: 9565 an open line. Eric, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
9: Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. So part of our discussion is rights, uh, right, and a right not to wear a mask. And I'm, I like to bring out rights versus social responsibility, uh, acceptable social behavior in this time of the COVID nineteen uh the responsible social behaviors to wear a mask. If we look historically back across our time, we, we've always had times where we were more open about things. Uh, we used to be able to, you know, back in the day, you could smoke everywhere, but you could smoke in a movie theater. Then they found that was dangerous, so they prohibited smoking or lighting up in a the movie theater because of that. We cannot go into a store without a, a shirt or shoes on. Why is that? Because it's not a socially accepted behavior. You cannot walk down Main Street in Singlesboro without appropriate clothing on. It's it's illegal. Why? Because it's socially acceptable behavior. Wearing a mask during this time of COVID-19 is a, a socially acceptable behavior. Not wearing a mask is not. So, because people will not voluntarily accept their social responsibility We have to put these regulations into effect.
4: But they have been Uh uh, the ones you brought up earlier have been legislated. Mm -hmm. They have been uh, laws have been enacted to enforce that type of behavior. There is no law now. There's just a governor's edict.
9: Okay. And and so because so I believe it was brought up on your program or one I heard a very very good corollary I think is my right to swing my fist ends when it meets (laughs) your face. Right. That's true. (laughs) OK, I I love that. Whoever said that. And that's what we're talking about here. My right to not wear a mask ends when I am spewing out things out of my mouth, which could possibly hurt those around me. If you don't want to wear a mask, then don't go out into public where you're that close to other people and be infecting other people. And you could say, well, my chances of, of getting sick or hurting someone are minimal. But you don't know that. So you go to the store without a mask. And you have COVID-19, you don't know it, and you give it to the nice person checking you out at Wises. And then my dad, who's 85 years old, comes in because he has to pick up a prescription and he touches something or he, that person's been affected, my dad gets affected and he dies. All because, so my dad dies because you feel you don't have to wear a mask. Are we being, are we being ludicrous here? Or are we talking about scenarios?
4: Well, I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you. I think you know I wear a mask when I go out and obviously we don't mm-hmm. wear a mask doing this program because we're a little muffled so that wouldn't work out really well. But you know, I agree with you that it's being responsible, but they keep saying that the mask isn't protecting uh, other isn't protecting you, it's protecting other people from you
9: Exactly. Okay, so again, we're talking about social responsible behavior just like hey, going, going down, you know, going into a store without socks or without shoes and a shirt on is, is but, unacceptable.
4: But here's my point. If it's safe to do mm-hmm. that at a grocery store, why isn't it safe to do that at mom and pop stores, uh, you know, and all these businesses that we've shut down? Why isn't it safe to do that at a clothing store? Why isn't it safe to do that at a shoe well, you store? Can't, well, clothing stores are closed, but... But Why? If you can do, if you could shop oh, safely if can shop for groceries, store. if I could right. go to Walmart wearing my mask and buy well, clothing, why can't don't I go see, to Kohl's? But
1: if you listen carefully to the governor and the secretary, they don't talk about risk. Elimination. The goal isn't to, well, the goal might be to eliminate the risk, but I don't think you can do that. It's called mitigation. You try to reduce it. So you pick out the businesses that you really do need on a daily basis, like grocery stores or gas stations or a hardware store in case you're doing some work on your home or right. something needs repaired. And you say, okay, well, there's a tiny bit of risk here, but we're going to take that. But we're not going to take any, we're going to mitigate the risk by not going to a retail store, not going inside a restaurant. You can still take out because the restaurants have. Some some guidance that gives them an idea how they're supposed well, to some, handle some things.
4: some have shut down just because they well, don't, they weren't set up to do see, a takeout business. That's a
1: business decision. Right. This relates to risk mitigation. It all relates to the risk, and the same with the mask. You know, the risk is greater that you'll transmit the disease, and the risk is greater that someone else will get it if people aren't wearing a mask. So the governor and the secretary have said, okay, let's Reduce risk. Everybody wear a mask if you do have to go out, but as the governor said, hey, this is stay at home. Don't go out if you don't have to.
4: Eric, what level of risk are you willing to accept? You personally. I mean, I have a level that I would accept, and if the restaurants, Mm -hmm. certain restaurants that you'd add, if they were open today, I'd go there with no fear, because I know they keep the place clean. I know that, you know, their health inspections are good, all those things. I would go there. I would accept that level of risk. Would you?
9: Well, at this point, because I'm helping taking care of my elderly mom and dad, uh, I have not gone out. My son has been purchasing groceries for our three households, and we're blessed to live close enough together we can do that. I have given up my part-time job. I worked for a local a funeral home. I've given up my part-time job. Um, I, I have eventually been homebound so that my home is safe, so my parents have at least one other home they can come into, which is safe. We have not even had my grandkids inside my house.
1: So you canceled uh, doctor's appointments and that sort of thing for now anyway. Exactly, okay. exactly.
9: We, we've done uh, all those things to, because I believe in the need for safety for my parents who are 81 and 85, 85 almost 86 years old. So what I've done as a healthy 58 year old is to take in my life uh, liberties and so forth and so that I can then have and be able to take care of them. My mom is a caregiver coming in who is, yeah, but if she would get sick, then we would take over that caregiving rule. So that's the point I have. Okay. okay. Well, all right. Not, yeah.
1: Thank you so much for all the information. Yeah, food for thought. We're doing risk mitigation here. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate Thank the you call. Gentlemen. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. Take care. We have a couple open lines. we got one fellow waiting, so standby van, one eight hundred seven we are talking about risk mitigation, uh, but uh, the, uh, you're right. Don't tread on me when it comes to a face mask. I don't want to wear it. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Upper right hand corner, if you would, Joe.
4: Yes, it says, Good morning, guys. Just wanted to voice my opinion that the new phrase, the new normal, there is no thing as new normal. Normal is normal. <laughs> there is no such thing as your truth and my truth. Truth is just truth. Thank you again. Have a great day. Enjoying the program.
1: All right. Devan, you are next. Go right ahead. You're on the mark.
7: Morning, guys. Morning. Hey, have you guys heard about where Microsoft has applied for a patent with this cryptocurrency? Or anything about that?
4: No, I, because, I. How can you? How can you patent it? I, I don't even understand cryptocurrency.
7: Well, <laughs> whatever technology they're using, cryptocurrency has been around for quite some time now. It isn't anything new. But they they want to the patent, I guess, where you can use your phone, which you can do that now. But whatever technology they're using is something to sense. You know, I don't know if it's facial recognition through that or body temperature, whatever it is that they're using through this new technology that it'll let the you know it'll have to be aware that it's you using the device and not someone else using your account but anyway the the one thing i see through all this COVID 19 stuff is we're probably going to end up going to a you know no more paper money no more coins because of the fear of passing this virus and like the bible said there's going to come a time in this world where there's going to be you have a mark in your right hand or in your forehead And you must have that mark to be able to buy or sell. And the interesting thing is the the patent number that was assigned to this is WO twenty twenty zero six zero (laughs) six zero six. And you know, what's what's the odds of that? You know, and to me, I think back, you know, that's definitely in your face. People know six sixty six, they understand that number, who it's associated with. And it's like the day after pill, the abortion pill they came out with. Remember what that was called? The morning.
1: Are you four eighty six?
7: Are you four eighty six? Yeah. And you understand the, you know, just there's a smart aleck, you know, comment in that. Are you four eighty six? Military term for throwing something in the garbage
1: or a restaurant. Are so
7: you four eighty six? Yeah. So it's, it's, but it to me.
4: Oh, okay. That's what I see coming
7: out of this. But one <laughs> more thing I wanted to say before I go is I don't buy into this stuff. My mask is to protect you, and your mask is to protect me. I don't have COVID 19. I know I don't have it. I haven't been out right. in the public. You know, I'm feeling fine. I'm not asymptomatic, regardless of what people say with that. <laughs> I don't have this thing. So my mask is not going to protect anybody because they have nothing to be protected from me. I'm not, you know, it's. No one has to worry about getting COVID-19 from me. Now, do I have to worry about getting COVID-19 from someone else? Well, yes, and my mask is for me, and your mask is for you. I'm not buying into this stuff of my mask is for you and yours is for me. I think that's total garbage. And I think King Wolf has to get off his throne and start letting things get back to normal. And another thing, too, before I go, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but Houston, Texas spent $17 million to erect temporary hospitals for all the people they were going to have that were going to get sick from this and hospitals are going to be overwhelmed and they had zero people in that facility or the facilities they put up. $17 million just like up in New York when they, they sent the the ship up there. Very few people went to that ship. The hospitals aren't overwhelmed and the fact of the matter is, you know, I know Mark, you asked me earlier did, when I talked you know, a month or so ago. Do you think this is just like the flu? Well, scientifically, the fact of the matter is, and I know you're going to say, oh, we've flattened the curve, but fact of the matter is the deaths have not been or maybe equal to now what what a normal flu season or a high flu season I guess would be right in about so six not,
1: weeks. Yeah, keep that in mind. If the flu, you're talking about annual numbers for your regular flu, and we've only been in this for six weeks. So we're up to fifty thousand, and we're only in the sixth week. Now, granted, wow. deaths are. We are, in,
7: are we in the sixth week, or when did this get here? You know, because. I think we were I was talking about had to be here a while.
4: February, early February, supposedly. Well, a friend of mine posted yeah. uh, posted a list this morning of the deaths so far this year in each state from coronavirus and from the flu. And I only saw two states where the coronavirus took more people than the flu. And right. that was New York and New okay, Jersey. So
1: let's say in two months. Now, these are annual numbers for the flu. They're so, running numbers to this date. Right. So you have the flu takes X number of people and this takes X number of people. You know, this is, in addition to the flu the flu's also out there so well that's you know, well, that's the whole point you that. have a choice you know to try to mitigate both the flu and this so why not take that opportunity let me, i mean let me ask one you this question this.
4: the flu numbers are still up there and we're doing all this mitigation if we mitigate against the coronavirus aren't we also mitigating against flu uh, washing my hands flu. doesn't just stop coronavirus. It theoretically I, stops yeah, the flu. Yeah, I think
1: these steps and, and masks uh, would help against the flu, too. We should never have any new flu cases But the flu numbers here. are up. So what's well, one,
7: <laughs> one, thing, one thing, too, before I go, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but when one, one you're out, and my, my GPS isn't going the wrong way down the street, but I'm really not. So I don't think I'm breaking the law here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Uh, I was going to say, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, okay, it's well, listen, here's, to get old.
1: Here's, here's Dr. LeVan. I told her about Van, and so she said this. Oops, hold on. Rob, can I have the uh, controller, please? Thank you.
6: COVID-19 is very different than the seasonal influenza that we see every year. This is a global pandemic. There have been over three million cases of COVID-19 in the world. We're approaching a million cases in the United States, and there have been well over 50,000 deaths in the United States. All right, in just a couple of months. Well, so.
7: and, I, and I would say to that, dr shiva and other doctors i've listened to also have said that this thing has been blown way out of proportion you know so the deaths aren't what they told us early on i mean early on they were telling us millions of people right two and a half million people could die
1: Yeah, if you do nothing
7: and if we do nothing and even with the numbers figured in with the self-distancing they were telling us you know a couple hundred thousand could die
1: right with so we the haven't distancing. Reached those
7: numbers with, thank god for that right but i, I
1: yeah, hopefully I still we'll think hit
7: it's them. Way Ho- past time for us to get back to work in this area.
1: Hopefully we'll get to those numbers by the end of the year so they'll be right. right.
4: Well, as I pointed out, you that know, was the, a
1: morbid joke. You're supposed to. All ah, right,
4: I'm sorry. Thank
1: you, Van. <laughs> Thanks for checking in. Great viewpoints, all. Right. all. We yeah. really appreciate that.
4: Why haven't we flattened the curve with the flu? If we flatten the curve with the coronavirus, why haven't the hasn't the flu curve been flattened? Are there why new are those cases numbers of going the up? Flu? Yes, apparently okay. there are.
1: Okay, I, I'm not familiar with that. I know there were several weeks ago there were existing and ongoing cases. Well, maybe that's it. it behaves differently. I know the. Uh,
4: but it should respond to washing your hands. Could they tell you to do the same thing? That we're well, doing and the, the masking, it should
1: respond to that. You know, we've only been really exclusively masking for a couple of weeks, but uh, Plus the there we is a, a difference. Sh- we this. have a
4: shot. We have a, a, vir- a, a, a an injection, an antibody, what do you call it? Uh, a, a vaccine. A, a vaccine for the <laughs> flu, right? I'm sorry, there are Just too many medical terms it. floating around. You better around. take a couple of days off. I think I will. There are too many medical terms floating around. But we have a vaccine, and now we're pra- practicing all these other precautions, and we're still seeing in most states there's far more flu than there is corona. Virus. So why are why aren't they work? Why aren't these things working with the flu?
1: Well, I don't know for sure, but I do think it's because part of it. We really didn't get into masking until a couple of weeks ago, where where everybody started wearing them. So we should do that. But I do like Dr. Fauci talks about the flu is a different virus and it has sort of a different weight to it and a different characteristic versus this virus, which is larger and is easier to trap. You know, apparently, the flu virus can be. Uh, an aerosol that can float in the air and move around and stay alive, whereas this virus has a more hefty weight to it. And if you don't keep it up in the air with the wind or breathe it in, it sinks down to the ground and it stays down. So there's a difference between an aerosol and droplets. Beyond repeating what he said, I I can't go any farther. but uh, well, that's you, why masks, I, I appreciate but see that's why he says masks work so well because this isn't a tiny little uh, you know the infinitesimally small microbe. As viruses go, apparently it's bigger. So it's a chubby virus. It's chubby. It's put on a little weight while it was over in China enjoying bat life. All right, we're going to take a quickie break. Last Must one of the day. Must be
4: those MSGs. We will take. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they eat eat well over
1: there. All 800 is our open phone. Call us now. We will be right back.
4: All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, we turn to texts. Right, and one of our texters oh, says... Dear, there's quite a few. ...about Trump's polling numbers. Does anyone really believe the polls? Remember, Hillary couldn't lose according to the polls. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, yeah, this was inside
1: polling numbers the president was talking about. We didn't get to see them, but of I course, guess they were troublesome.
4: CNN used its favorite word today, meltdown off the rails. <laughs> for the uh, president. Right, here's a suggestion for all the schools in the state. They start the new year on July 1st, that gives them over a month to make up for lost time from COVID-19. Yeah, but, you know, many of the schools don't have air conditioning in, do they? Uh, some do, but some well, don't. Well,
1: if we're going in a classroom, I, I don't think we're going in any classrooms, to at least with 30 kids in it in the summer.
4: Well, unless the heat does, in fact, stop the virus in its tracks. Uh, one of our other texters says, 2020 is so crazy the Pentagon officially released three, vi- three videos of unidentified aerial phenomenon, and no one notices. <laughs> Actually, I watched that uh, the other day, and it that, did yeah. look a little weird, so... Maybe there are creatures from outer space about to invade us. That was big in the fifties. You know, when they might all those, have started the pandemic, all those movies were about creatures from outer space. Uh, up here at the top, there's a new one. All right, on the mark. One thousand viruses equal one human hair. Is that the, the size of it? Right. We we're talking about the size of okay. viruses. Oh, okay. All right, so this is a new one. All right. The death rate from any country has nothing to do with the infection rate. It only is a measure of immune health and the type of health care system, i.e., socialized. And I don't see the end I of that. Let's see where <laughs> it went. No, I don't. Either. didn't go anywhere. It just stopped. Okay, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I don't
1: that. think yeah we didn't get the end of that one.
4: Yeah, uh, if you want to retext us that. Uh, good morning. Our grace, our great vice president visits a Mayo Clinic and refuses to wear a mask. Stupid number two. Well, you know, according to Van, and I think Van makes a good point. If he, if you know you don't have it, and you know you've been tested, mm-hmm. and you don't have it, and it's only to protect you, you know others from you, and there's nothing wrong with you, should you have to be compelled to wear one? Well, I. I... I hate to say it, but you should
1: almost do it just for face value. Just it's just for the appearance. You know, we wouldn't have to have this. Of course, we wouldn't be talking about his visit if he had worn a mask. But he didn't, so it prompted all this conversation. And of course, it's adversarial media keeping it going. You, you know, Fox didn't cover it, and they still haven't. But the fact is, uh, if you want to sort of save face, it sort of sends a message to the rest of the world. Uh, you know, the vans of the world and the stands that wearing a mask is a no the endeavor and it can protect you the other slight aspect of this is that you know even though you didn't have it when you were last tested from the time you were last tested you know which could have been that morning for him but probably was the day before he could have picked it up somewhere in between, but I, I don't know. Plus, you also have false negatives in this right. testing, they say, so you could have it and not know it.
4: Well, go, going back to Joe Biden for a minute, I thought it was very interesting this morning. I heard a very interesting report that the standard has changed since the Brett Kavanaugh hearing. Back then, the, the liberals were saying survivors should be re- believed, women should be believed. Now they're saying women should be heard. They're not saying they should be believed. They're saying they should be heard. And that the uh, apparently even the Times blasted the the Biden campaign for lying, can you believe it, lying, about their coverage. They said in a in talking points that were handed out by the Biden campaign that uh, the Times had investigated the allegations and found nothing there. But and that's our, not true. But in our strange political world
1: we're in now, it fails the who cares test because – being sexually uh, predatory at times in your life is it's what our presidents have been. I mean, minus huh? Barack Obama. You've lost me. Well, President Clinton, of course, you could say th- it's certainly predatory to uh, have sex with an intern. And, of course, Donald Trump. I mean, there's a dozen women that well, say he's bad been behavior, he's be- misbehaved in bad terms of women. behavior
4: aside, what I'm talking about is the way, the and I know Than gets honest about talking about the media, but there's an entirely different standard being applied now, a very subtle change. Right, you've We're been not pointing that out all week. The, women, don't, the <laughs> women no longer need to
1: be believed. They need to be heard. Okay. Well, she's being heard, and all of her good corroborating evidence. So I when, mean, there's, there's she told quite a few people at right. the time.
4: But this involves something that happened while uh, Biden was a v- senator of the United States. Right. What they wanted to investigate Brett Kavanaugh for happened when he was in high school. Right. So you, know, it's you a don't see th- you don't see the hypocrisy here.
1: <laughs> well, it, it is. Uh, that's fine. All accepted. I'll wear it. Okay. Where does that take us? So now, I, now Lawrence has accepted it and you've accepted it, what difference does it make? What possible difference does it make? Well, it makes quite a bit of difference. To whom? It makes a, a big difference to me. Really? Because if I bring out enough evidence
4: against Donald Trump, you're not going to vote no. for him? No, I, I like fairness. I do. And I, and I think the media, in some instances, has been unfair to Donald we Trump. We ain't going to get it. But they're being overly fair to Joe Biden. I think he should get the same level of scrutiny that he demanded well, that I think Brett Kavanaugh
1: get. I think he will get it. I think this is— this Remember, case. This Kavanaugh
4: had an FBI investigation. Right, right. But he was about to become a Supreme Court nominee. And his guy's about to become the president well, of the And United that's States, fine, but we have months on a and more months, of... months and months before we have to do... And who, is, who has made a big deal out of Trump's lack of morality? Biden's been right up there with everybody else on the left-wing <laughs> side. And now it turns out... Well, he's out off
1: of that platform a little he bit. He may that's have clay feet. Way. Yeah, that's not as working as well for
4: And him. I don't think either one of them has e- anything to do with how either one of them would be as a president of the United States. That's what's ironic about the whole deal.
1: You take three days off and I think will. about your misdeeds, <laughs> would you please? I'm going to. Wear a mask, would you? I'll
4: see you Monday, and I hope you don't cough on me when I come back.
1: Please come back with some more Joe Biden cooperation. And uh, definitely return healthy, wealthy, and well, because we want you back here. Uh, tomorrow we'll do, uh, Ben Reichley's going to go in the tent, so we'll sanitize that tonight. And... This is WKOK Sunbury.